What is going on? My name is Taylor, and this podcast is called Who Knows, a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. It's mail time! Who remembers that show? (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome to our annual Who Knows Mail Time episode. It is now officially annual because we did it last year and now we're doing it this year, so that's annual, right? I mean, yeah. What is a mail time episode, you may ask? Well, we asked for some questions from all of you via our Instagram, and we got some really great ones. And so Lynn and I got together virtually for the first time and answered some questions together. We cover a bunch of great stuff from snacks to how to deal with your family on Thanksgiving. You know, a question that boggles the mind. So grab yourself a cup of whatever. For me, it's always Irish breakfast tea. And come hang out with us as we answer some questions from all of you. Lynn, this is the first time that I've looked at your face. (laughs) That's not you holding cupcakes up to your boobs, talking about a comedy show that you're doing. Well, also, I'm wearing the same shirt that I am in the one where I'm holding cupcakes. Oh my god, you are! Whoa, that's wild. How did all of those go? I never really got to ask you about it. Oh, they went well. That show in particular was, like, really important for me because it's this, like, queer comedy festival thing that a lot of people are performing in and it was a super packed audience because Yale had to bring people. (laughs) Oh, wow. But it went really well and I got like a video recording of it. So it looks like I'm like, there's just a lot of laughing. Yeah. So it went well, but then I'm just like, so what happens next everyone? Oh my gosh. Wait, you need to send that to me so that I can watch it. Oh my God. I want to see it. (laughs) Okay, I'll send it to you. I bet there are so many good jokes about like the gay agenda and just like. There absolutely are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so excited. And so is that something that you want to do like the other side of like, oh, you do some podcasting work and then like you also want to do stand up comedy? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of people are in like put them together. Like I feel like a lot of people who do stand up also I guess not like so much production based but like have a podcast yeah 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 that's true like like Mark Marin and Joe Rogan and like there are a couple of other people that have podcasts that also do stand-up comedy yeah there's this one called uh the Bechdel cast it's two stand-up comedians who like watch movies and recap them and then like talk about the representation of women and I love it That's That's awesome. I've never heard of that. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, you should. So here we are again for our, I'm gonna say annual because it's like the second year that we're doing it. So I guess now that makes it annual, our annual mail episode. So if you, if you're a new listener last year, Maria, when Maria was working on the show with me, she and I asked for questions from people who listen to the show on the Instagram. They came all different ways and we answered them. And so this time I'm going to answer them with Lynn because my person that edits the show and that like produces the show, they're not just like that person that does that thing. Like they're a part of the team. They're a part of the family. And so it, I could, I couldn't do this episode with Claude because he just like wouldn't have anything to say so yeah Claude very stoic yeah he's not really uh he's actually looking out the window so Mm. unreliable for a conversation yes supervising (laughs) that's that's what you can call it slacking off yeah all right so we got all these questions and I think that this one is a good one to start with because it kind of like you know we're talking about podcasting so what is your favorite part about doing the podcast and so for me the way that I answered this is like the best part about it is obviously the inner interviews, like talking to new people, learning new perspectives on things. I started the show because I wanted to, you know, open up my mind about new ways of thinking and new things. There was a period of time where I felt really alone. And, you know, talking to people 
and hearing about people's experiences through the podcast has actually started to make me feel less alone. And the goal is in the hopes that other people listen to the show and feel, you know, less alone about whatever they're going through. Yeah, I think that really probably covers why what I love about it and what my favorite thing is, is like just talking to people. What about you? Well, I feel like that really comes through in all of the episodes especially like I feel like since I'm listening to them so, like probably more than anyone else you know yeah. like just over and over <laughs> yeah like I feel like there's usually like a moment or a few moments in each episode where you're like this is why I do this like yeah. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like this has been happening a lot in this season too. Yeah. Like they, I've had so many moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it right here. Yeah. I, I think my favorite part of doing the podcast, and this is like my first role as like full editor, you know, like with She's All Fat, I'll like occasionally do like Patreon extras, but I've never like gotten to like from the beginning, like sync up the tapes, do like initial cuts, take rough cut notes. It's just, like, really fun for me to hear the parts that, like, don't even make it into the episode, even if it's not extra stuff, like, even if it's just the beginning of the conversation where yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, like, ha, 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 this funny thing happened to us. Okay, we're going into recording. <laughs> it's just, like, it's really sweet. And I feel like, I feel like I know you, Taylor, even though we, like, I have know. only been talking. <laughs> same way like I feel like I didn't even realize until today I was like oh shit this is like literally the first time that we're having like a you know electronically but a face-to-face -face conversation ever yeah because we talked on the phone but like yeah for those who don't yeah. know like Lynn and I did not know each other before this like she worked with Maria and Maria recommended her and like that's how this started and mm -hmm. yeah it does feel like we're really good friends I cannot yeah. wait until I can come to New York and see I know. you ASAP I know it's gotta happen <laughs> yeah it's funny that I feel like most independent podcasts no one ever like works no. actually in the same place like you and Maria knew each other which is really cool but like I've never met Maria face to face and we've been oh my gosh. together for like two years like <laughs> that's crazy yeah oh my gosh maybe Maria and I need to tr plan a trip to New York oh. together to come see you yeah. <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna talk to her about that so the next question um this is one of my favorites especially because this is gonna show that like two very different people can always work together no matter what <laughs> because because I read this and I'm like oh my god I would die <laughs> Um, just like that being my answer. Okay. The question is, how do you balance the, uh, the person asked theater work because I do theater work and I know the person that asked, they also do theater work, but just in general, how do you balance other work with podcasting work? Because if nobody doesn't know, um, podcasting takes like a lot of time, like <laughs> a lot of hours, a lot more hours than you think it's going to take. I definitely spend at least 45 minutes to an hour, like even just recording my intros. So, but, um, Lynn, do you want to start? <laughs> How do you, oh how do you balance your work? <laughs> okay, so the reason that Taylor's laughing is because her answer is like, it's just like a line and a half long and then mine is just, I'm bad at it. <laughs> like, I cannot even bullshit you, anyone. Like, I have five jobs right now, like five to six, and I don't know how I am still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but like, with podcasting, I think the reason that even though like I sometimes just like wake up and like work for two hours and then I like go back to bed and then I like work in this very terrible patterned way like I love doing podcasting and so that's why like I'm going to get the work done in both Who Knows and She's All Fat. There are people who like I am invested in and care about who depend on me like having you be like this like you know the episode has to come out like it's yeah, coming out and right. so that's what that's what makes the podcast work get done versus like at the cafe I work at you know like I gotta I gotta get there at six you know <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah but really I this is something that I really need to work at balancing or like setting up a schedule or routine because right now, if someone asks me, like, when I work on Who Knows, like, oh, like, what what's your typical, like, editing schedule? I'd be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, last night, I was just in a bad mood. And I, like, editing audio is, like, calming to me. And so I just pulled up the episode that is coming out next week and just 
start working on it you know like yeah give me that sweet sweet advice (laughs) yeah so so my answer is plan 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 check every calendar manage your time well and make room for relaxing we'll get to the relaxing part at the end but I think that what's interesting is that you and I are kind of both in a similar place in our life but in a different way because Mm -hmm. you just graduated undergrad and I just graduated grad school and guess what that like existential dread and like freaking out and like not knowing what your life is and trying to figure out how to be an adult the same thing happens when you graduate grad school and I am kind of pissed about it like I thought I had my shit together I was wrong Kyle and I just sat down yesterday two days ago and we're like we need to get it together and I like made a schedule for us and like we have like this like we use this app called Trello because it's like very dynamic and you could like move things around you use it like for your just like general my, life yeah yeah and wow. so so like for my general life like I have many schedules that's part yeah, and that's yeah, part yeah. of like what the what is it does get really complicated like if you are all if you are also a person who's like I don't know how to manage all of my stuff like that is probably more in the norm than like you know, the stuff that I do where I'm like constantly like planning and planning. And like, the funny thing is, is I feel like I used to be all over the place, but funnily enough, like always, Maria is the one who oh my was God, like, you need to like get it together. And like, you know, like clued me in on a lot of the stuff that she does. And like, that's kind of how I learned how to do things. Um, but yeah, so we use, so Kyle and I use Trello and we have a board. It's just called Taylor and Kyle. And we have the first line is like things we have to do. And so we just write down all the stuff we have to do. And then we have Monday through Sunday. And then we just plug, we just plug them in to the days that we have to do them. Because like I have my life with my family, my, my work in theater, and my work in podcasting. And so like, I have to have like, that's my way of doing my schedule for that. And then my theater and podcasting schedule live on my physical planner and on my online calendars on Google Drive and on like the Apple calendar. For some people, like the week starts on Sunday. And so I guess I could say like, I start every week going through all of my calendars and being like, okay, what do I have to do? And like, I cry this, it's like at least two hours of like cross checking calendars to make sure that I have time for everything every week, which yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. I wish it didn't have to be like that, but that's literally Kyle and I had this conversation this weekend about like, this is what being an adult is. I feel like when I'm not organized and I don't have a schedule, I start to, it really starts to affect my mental health. I'm like, I don't have a way of like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't have a way of of feeling anchored in my life. And then like, even though I did like, maybe like 10 things that day, because it was all over the place and I felt all messed up and I didn't get enough sleep the night before, I go to bed feeling like I didn't do anything. Like, I feel like I didn't, I'm like, I didn't accomplish anything. And so... <laughs> Describe a, my life without you. <laughs> it's a lot of cross-checking. It's a lot of finding the anchor points in your life. Like, okay, this Wednesday, I have a meeting that I have to be at, at the theater that I work at, that's at one o'clock. And so I'm like, okay, I have this load-in stuff that I have to do for this show. So I'll do that before that because I'll already, and then I'll just go into the meeting and then I'll leave and I'll come home and I'll do podcasting work. Finding an anchor in each day that you can like plan the rest of your day around is also a good way of doing it. Like, I feel like next season I have, I I have a really good, I'm not going to spoil it now, but I have like a really good idea for what we're going to do for next season. And I think that like this will, this idea will probably play into that because like, it really is like seriously not having, not knowing what you're doing and not feeling organized with your schedule. I feel like can really screw with your mental health. And like I said before, with finding time to relax, when you're unorganized, you have all this like mishmash of stuff that you're doing And then you have a thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to go out to dinner with my friends tonight. But you like get to that relaxing time and you like can't actually enjoy it because you feel guilty. A, you feel guilty about it because you know that there's stuff that you have to do. And B, you're like, 
yeah, you're just all over the place. Yeah. But building in that time to relax is actually really important. But I feel like the relaxing can actually happen if you have everything planned for the like I feel like I'm like preaching to you like specifically Lynn but I also (laughs) feel like there are also so many people that and like even I like I literally spent like the last two weeks being like I don't feel organized at all right now yeah and like having a hard chat with yourself and being like I need to sit down and do this is like actually something that I feel like I have had to do multiple times even though I have had times in my life where I've quote-unquote had my shit together life doesn't give a crap that you have your shit together yeah that's what I always think like I feel like a big part of what's preventing me from like just sitting down and figuring it out is because I always was a person who like had it all together and like had I did theater in high school and like it took up so much of my time, but I also like had a job because I had to make money and I don't know, it's like dating someone in high school. I like had my planner, I had it all worked out and I would like Sunday mornings, like do all my homework so that I could like hang out with my partner and then blah, 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 blah. But then like something changed and I guess it was just life being like, it's different now. And then like when I got to college, it wasn't something I could do anymore and like For a while, that was nice to, like, not have to prioritize, like, this is exactly what has to happen. Like, I have to go to bed at 9 o'clock so I can, like, get this amount of sleep. But then now it's kind of, like, spiraled into, yeah, just no anchoring points whatsoever. I was just, (laughs) I was writing a joke about this. You know how Great British Bake Off started doing, like, weekly episode releases instead of all at once? Yeah. The season just ended, but I was, like... That was my anchor point was like, oh, the new British British Bake Off show comes out on Friday. And so then like, I'll make sure to like get my podcast work done before that. And then like, I'll be able to watch it and feel good. But now it's over. So I've got nothing like I don't even I work such an irregular schedule that there's no like I never have like a two day like weekend. And there's not really like today's Monday. But like, what does that mean? Right. I know I need that. And I feel like the biggest thing is that like we started this conversation with like those massive life changes graduating and move like, you know, you said when you graduated high school, it became a problem. Yeah. It's easy to take those life changes. I don't think for granted is the right word. But maybe it is like, you know, I have been saying a bunch. I'm like, I, I, you know, I just, I just graduated, like whatever. It's fine. Like it's not that big of a deal, but it kind of actually is like this, like underlying simmering thing where it is actually a big deal. And like, it affects a lot of your life because you know, your, your anchor point when you were in, in undergrad was like, okay, I have to go to these classes, like, Mm -hmm. and everything revolves around, that and then like the same with me like everything revolves around the fact that I have to go to school and now that I don't have to go to school for a while like over the summer it was just like what am I doing I don't know (laughs) let's watch tv for 10 hours Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it can be really tough when those big life changes happen this is actually a great question I'm glad that this got asked because I feel like this is very relatable yeah yeah and I feel like Like, I'm really lucky that I have people who are a little bit older than me, but, like, not so much that they've, like, forgotten this feeling. You've just graduated, so, like, you were saying we are in similar positions, but I feel like having you and Maria and Sophie all kind of, like, understand exactly what, like, I personally (laughs) am trying to figure out right now. It's just, I feel like I get a lot more understanding from you all as, like, people and also people I work with yeah because I don't know I can't imagine working somewhere where they're like why don't you have it together like yeah (laughs) you piece of shit yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, I think that also brings up the idea that like you know talking about this stuff is important which is like again this is the moment in this episode this is why I do what I do (laughs) Taylor is dancing I am constantly (laughs) All right, we're going to break up the the heaviness for a little bit with a really good, really good question. Probably the best question that could be asked ever. What are your three favorite snacks? Your top three favorite snacks? This is really hard for me because I love snacks. These are just the three that like, I feel like I think about constantly and then like one honorable mention because again, I can never stick to 
any convention of like top three i'm like top yeah. five <laughs> queering numbers yeah so uh tortilla chips is my number one achilles heel the reason that i don't ever give a flying fuck if i'm a size two because i like tortilla chips better than anything in this entire world you know how they, there's that stupid shitty saying is nothing nothing what is it nothing tastes as good as thin feels oh, that's gross. the fucking worst saying ever first of all and here's my saying nothing tastes as good as tortilla chips <laughs> <laughs> tortilla chips Just literally period hard we, stop yeah that's it that's it <laughs> like that's literally it i love them so much in in so many forms doritos takis any kind of tortilla chip i am there you love it i do that's Whoa. my number one that's my number one do you like prefer like a plain a salsa with guacamole okay so Dip is also a part of this. Like I love cheese, guac. I have this amazing bean dip recipe that I make all the time that is like crack. Like it's addictive. <laughs> like Wait, literally, I have to send it to you. God, it's so good. <laughs> I think I actually, my mom asked me to make it for my dad once as like a gift. Like that's how she's like, make that deep, that bean dip for your dad for Father's Day or whatever it was. I was like, okay. But yeah, and then specifically, I like I said, I love Doritos, Takis, just regular tortilla chips. But there's a specific brand of hers tortilla chips or no they're, they're uts they're uts's they're uts tortilla chips if you know the brand uts it's like a snack company and they're called tortillas <laughs> i'm not making that up i'm not making it up. i'm not making it up i'm gonna put it in the show notes <laughs> there's not gonna be many show notes for this except for our regular show notes just but that and tortillas yeah it's, it's like they're they're so good oh my god they're so good and so they're so tortilla chips charcuterie uh, like cheese meat crackers i don't give a f i don't give a crap if it's a lunchable i am down like charcuterie is ah uh, I, I have never seen this word before charcuterie uh-huh what okay okay so i think technically charcuterie is like a meat platter but really like it can also mean like a meat and cheese platter it's like a fancy thing yeah there's like meat and cheese and then like sometimes there's like little pickles and then there's like mustard that you can and it's like it's basically like a fancy lunchable that's Love literally it. what it is and like <laughs> i am obsessed with them there is this place in disney springs in orlando called wine bar george and they have a 50 dollar charcuterie and i'm like yes take my money <laughs> bring it to me <laughs> take my money <laughs> like i don't care i will friggin spend any amount of money i like as long as it's and, and that's a good charcuterie over at wine bar mm -hmm. george like that has to be good you know you just stack it up and you just eat it and it's like that's so good. Oh, you're so happy. Oh my God, I am. There is this one place in New York that has really good charcuterie. We're going. Whoa, okay. And then the last one is just pretzels and hummus. Any kind of pretzel. I up until like maybe a week ago eating Halloween pretzels with the, it's just like regular like grocery store brand hummus. Like I don't even <laughs> care. Like there's not even a specific brand that I like. It's just, I just, that's just one of my favorite snacks. Like if I come home from a hard day, I'm just like, I'll just stand in the kitchen and eat that and just be like, this is <laughs> what i'm doing right now yeah and then special shout out to cheese it's and goldfish any cheese cracker that is like the snack of my childhood and i don't have it as often anymore i ate a lot of it in college and i'm like you need to slow down on like <laughs> eating a whole box of cheese it's and crying yeah. but then there are still times where i'm like i need to eat a whole box of cheese it's and cry and so special shout out always to those cheese crackers have you ever had the Chex mix that's like it's like cheesy an orange kind? bag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I freaking love that shit. It's yeah. It's so good. Okay, there's a Lonely Island song where they say, Chex Mix number one food snack in the land. It's a cereal taste that you eat with your hand. You're going to put that <laughs> You're gonna put that in right here. Chex Mix number one food snack in the land. It's a cereal taste that you eat with your hand. Chex Mix at your local grocer buy your box. Your family will all say, Chex Mix rocks. Chex Mix. All right, Lynn, l lay it on us. What are your three favorite snacks? Okay, so I wrote apples and peanut butter, but really just peanut butter by itself. Anything 
with peanut butter, but like apples kind of make it like a full, like crispy. If you're thirsty, get some like water in there. Like there's never a moment where I don't have a jar of peanut butter. Like when I dog sit, I will like go out and buy a jar of peanut butter just that I have it because I'm going to use it. I love it in oatmeal, etc., etc. You know, oatmeal, I've never done that. Really? You should, oh if you do oatmeal and then like a glob of peanut butter and then like cut up some apples on top. Oh. It's so filling. It's so delicious. That sounds Cinnamon, really good. It's yes. so good. All my friends know this about me. Like I, apples and peanut butter are a staple of my diet. I probably have it every single day. Do you have a specific brand of peanut butter that you like? Yes. <laughs> it's not even, I mean, I, I get like Skippy, whatever the like, not the regular, but the like quote natural okay. one. I don't think it's any different, but it's just the kind my mom would get. And so I get that kind. And then I also, I like the Jif, I think, that's like in a glass jar. And it's kind of like, it kind of like separates. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mix it mm-hmm. together. Yeah, yeah, I like that kind too. I'll eat any of it, honestly. And when I was studying abroad, hashtag study abroad, <laughs> you know, peanut butter is like not really a thing in a lot of countries outside of the U.S. because it's just nuts and sugar. But I was so heartbroken that I like couldn't find it anywhere. And then I finally in, I was in Amsterdam, found this peanut butter that was, the brand was like America. And like all around it were like American flags, like Uncle Sam, like that's the perception of peanut butter. I love seeing that kind of stuff. I've actually never been out of the country. I don't know if you know that about me, but I've, yeah, I've never been out of the country, but I've seen pictures of like anything like, like, I think I remember Maria went to Amsterdam and there was like American Doritos or like, like, it's just so ridiculous. There's literally a store in Amsterdam called America Today. And it's just like jeans and (laughs) t-shirts. Like what? Oh my gosh. I have a shirt that I bought there. It just, it's a white t-shirt and it just says, hey, Joe, on it. (laughs) Okay, so apples and peanut butter, just like a scone with coffee. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't like scones because they're super dry, but like, I don't give a shit. They're wrong. I'm obsessed (laughs) with them. (laughs) Yes, I love, I love a scone. It's like my go-to at a coffee shop and it's so good to like savor over a long period of time while you're doing work or something. I'm trying to think of like a specific scone I can name. I'll eat literally. I was going to ask if you like savory or sweet better. Do you have like a sweet preference? Always sweet. I see. I'm a savory. Like Mm. all of my snacks are savory because I, 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 I like sweets, but like savory stuff, I, I will always pick that over anything sweet. And like, I actually like to eat savory scones and like dip them in ketchup. And if you think about it, it's literally just like, bread and ketchup yeah. but I don't I don't care there's the like cheese or uh-huh. whatever it is that's in savory scones it's really it not makes sense all, yeah and it's like really not a lot of whatever the savory stuff is inside of it but it's enough to make me want to put ketchup on it so it's yeah, fine for sure I was on a date the other night and this girl I was with she was eating a burger like a veggie burger and I was like eating her fries and she was like oh and I don't do ketchup <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. She's like a very funny person. But when she said that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I can't tell her I eat ketchup. <laughs> oh, no. I would be like, uh, and there's my ride. Oh, my God. I know. No, it's OK. She's ghosting me. It's not the other way around. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Mine are both. Yeah, and I, I feel like I know that about myself, that I'm like a sweet scal. But then my last one, this is like a new snack for me. My friend Tina introduced them to me. Honey barbecue Fritos. Yes, I've had those. They're like, instead of like regular Fritos that look like bent nails, they're like they're these the spirals. Ones. Yeah. They are something so about good. that texture and the flavor. It's like so addicting and they're kind of hard to find. There's a Rite Aid right by me and only sometimes there will be some or sometimes I'll have to go to like three bodegas to find them. Oh my gosh. But when you do, you're like, oh shit. And I eat the whole, I'll eat the whole thing. It's so good. Yeah, those are, those are pretty lit. I remember one summer somebody brought those to tech and I remember, I remember grabbing a handful of them 
running up the stairs, falling down the stairs, but but keeping my hand closed yep. with yep. the burritos. I was like, I'm not losing these. Yep. Whoa. Oh, man. All right. So next question is another one I really like, but is also... <laughs> It's also going to be such a weird one on my end. What's your favorite self-care routine? So, Lynn, do you want to start? I feel like yours is pretty standard. Pretty standard, yeah. 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 Um, I love a face mask. I don't really know what they do for you, but I love ones that are, like, the rub-on kind, not really, like, the put on your face because then you look really scary. Yeah. But I love, like, a clay mask, and I really love to watch movies and I'll just like pull a random one up usually on HBO because they just have movies that are like oh I wanted to see that when it came out like three years ago why didn't I watch it most recently it was Black Swan and I love to just lie there in my face mask and watch a movie self-care did you like Black Swan I really liked it I remember it being really scary (laughs) yeah I I thought it was I watched it right after I had watched Jennifer's Body for the first time and for some oh reason, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a scary movie, <laughs> dude. See, and like, you know, what's funny is like those both of those movies are movies I definitely watched when I was in like high school and was like, I don't understand this. And all I know is it's scary. And so, I we need to like have a list of movies that you need to revisit now that yeah. you're older. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's definitely one of them. But so, I was like expecting a very similar vibe from Black Swan, but Black Swan, I feel like, is more like psychologically, especially yep. like knowing more and having experienced mental illness right watching it you're like oh my god <laughs> it's like, yeah 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 because like now I feel like yeah I have to go back and watch that okay tell me what the heck okay. this self-care routine is <laughs> guys so I I mentioned this on the last male episode that we did I'm going to talk about it again because <laughs> because it's so funny like but it, this is really like if I every time I think about it this is it I just wrote free samples. And so what that <laughs> means is specifically more recently, we just had a Publix open probably like 15 minutes from us. Kyle and I grew up with Publix because Publix is a grocery store brand. I want to say it originated in Florida. It's all over Florida. It's like the only grocery store in Florida like that. And like Winn-Dixie Publix is like the grocery store in Florida. And so now there's one here and it's only been, it's been open for like less than a week and hopefully this continues. But like right now, It is lit up in there with samples, like free (laughs) samples. Like I, when it comes to eating, I'm a fan of like, I love like an appetizer spread. I remember a couple years ago for, I think it was New Year's, Kyle and I just made like five different dips. And like, that was what we ate for dinner that night. And like, I love like a little this, a little that, a little this kind of thing. And so free samples are life especially because it's a little this a little that for free for free baby yeah and so so what I love to do and like when I always feel like I'm treating myself even though I'm not spending any money I love to just go around the grocery store and eat free samples so at Publix right now it's like you walk in they give you the cupcake. You go over to the to the left. They give you some. There was I think yesterday it was pecan pie. And then you walk down a little bit, and there's like she's there's like a carving board with like this ham. And then you go a little bit further, and there was another pie. It was like a raspberry chocolate pie. And then you get a little sip of apple cider. And then you walk a little more, and there's sushi, and got a little piece of sushi. And then you walk a little more, and there's some more ham with like some pineapples and stuff like that. And like. I just walked through the grocery store and just ate my way through the grocery store. And I, and whenever I do that, I don't, I just feel chill. And I also, I love grocery stores. I remember when I first moved here, whenever people would come visit, I'd be like, do you want to go to the grocery (laughs) store? And luckily I have like two of my really good friends also love grocery stores. And so like specifically it was when they visited, I was like, let's go to the grocery store. And they're like, yeah, yeah." that's actually so so sweet. I love the grocery store. I don't know what it is. Like I just, I like seeing like what new foods are out. Sometimes I like comparing prices and like seeing like, oh, like this is on sale or like, you know, oh, this is like this thing. And like, I just like exploring the grocery store and also having a little nosh while you do it. That's my, that's my self-care. That's what I do when I'm really feeling feeling like I need some some me time I just go to the grocery store all right so next question is a really good one that I don't know if I've ever really talked about what 
are some of your biggest inspirations in podcasting? Um, and I kind of translated this to like who. And for me, I like it's it's easy, really. It's just Mark Marin. Like I, that's another example of like a stand-up comedian who also has a podcast. If you've never listened to WTF with Mark Marin, you it's kind of like it's it's not for everyone, but. I really like it and I kind of like to think that who knows is the WTF for like millennial like Gen Z. What I like most about Mark Marin is that he he knows that he has problems and he's just like here I am take it or leave it like this is who I am and like he just kind of goes for it and like you know his his conversations are a pretty much exclusively with like famous people but like he had Barack Obama on and he wasn't like the state of the economy he was like what were you like as a kid and like I I really like that and I try to do that with our episodes I don't want to just be like tell me about your thing I start off like especially this season I'm like who is this person that I'm talking to because we're going to talk about the thing like we're going to talk about the thing all day long obviously come up right but like let's talk about like who you are as a person you know have like a genuine connection that I feel like makes the episodes even better because I feel like I leave every episode with anyone that I talk to feeling like I know them better and feeling like a little bit closer to them and I feel like Mark Marin does that for like an older generation but what I do love about him is he's just like I'm here I'm an angry person and really I'm just insecure and that's okay. But also Death, Sex and Money with Anna Sale. Like WTF and Death, Sex and Money are the two podcasts are, that are the very first podcasts I ever listened to. I remember that like the episode of Death, Sex and Money that I listened to. I mentioned this in another episode, but yeah, like the, these shows just like they just this is who this is how it is. This is who we are. We're not apologizing for it. And like, we're talking about stuff that really matters. Yeah, those are my two big inspirations. And like, there's another question later that was like, who would you want to collaborate with? Like death, sex and money 150%. And like, I just want to go on WTF and just be like, first of all, Mark Marin, I love you. Second of all, <laughs> we are both very insecure podcasters. Let's talk about being insecure <laughs> and being a podcaster. Whoa. Yeah, I also really like WTF I don't really so much listen to it anymore like I remember I did like pretty early on when I was listening to podcasts and something that I really like about him is I remember he did this interview with Lord oh yeah 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 I I remember where I was when I was listening to that I was at the gym I remember I was at the gym at school it was my it was my second year at school yeah that was a good interview it like yeah it totally makes sense that you would like know where you are because it's it really like gets you Mm -hmm. and I think he kind of went into it being like this girl she's really young like I don't really understand he even admits it he's like I didn't think I was gonna like her music but I listened to it and I was like whoa this is really cool he's like a big music buff you know and then she really surprised him like she met him on his level of music knowledge and sometimes surpassed him and instead of being like oh, like, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. He was like, oh, like, whoa, I'm so excited that you, like, know all of this stuff. Like, let's talk more about it. Yeah. Let me say that before I started working for She's All Fat, I was in love with She's All Fat. Oh, man, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was a huge fan of the show. I literally tweeted them and said, like, ha, 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 where can I sign up to be an intern? And they were like, email us. And I was like, oh, my God. I feel like Sophie and April, April, who's like no longer on the show, but is like living her life writing for TV, huge podcast inspirations. And then like, obviously, Maria is like such an integral part. Shout out to Maria every episode. Every episode. (laughs) She's like, she's kind of like Claude in a way, you know, she is. She's kind of like Claude. She's our she's our muse, if you will. Yeah. Thanks, Maria. Yes. Uh, she's my inspiration for not just podcasting, but like living a life and caring Same. for oneself. Yeah. Same. And then the podcast Reply All, I think I really love like it's investigative reporting like in a podcast way. And there's this one reporter, Shruti Panamanini, who like will sometimes, I think she's just like an associate producer, but she'll sometimes like take the lead on episodes And I love what she does. I love women in podcasting. And then Jonathan Goldstein from Heavyweight. I love that he knows kind of like when to stop talking about himself and just like let his interview like play out. 
because a big part of his like shtick is self-deprecating and also like self-aggrandizing humor which could totally be like oh shut up but he always shuts up before you want to say that and I think that's really important it is I feel like that's a really good interviewer somebody who knows when to pull back and mm-hmm. let, the, let the person shine yeah exactly yeah and I've like reply all has like been on my radar for a while and I've never listened to it I definitely need to yeah it's so good and I think just the dynamic between the two hosts just makes me like laugh out loud like I feel like they're my pals even though in a similar like to Mark Marin way like there are only like two like men that I would just like hang out with <laughs> it's it's Alex and PJ from Reply All yeah yeah I love the the podcasts where you're like these are mm-hmm. my friends yeah so the last question is kind of a heavy one and honestly we could do a whole episode about this uh because it's just a thing and it really you know it's kind of sad that it's a thing but it is a thing um and the question is how not to engage with family polarity on thanksgiving and i think one of the things that i want to say about this is like you know you do you and like you know use your judgment you know your family better than we do, but like 95% of the time, not engaging is like kind of not the thing that you should be doing. Like, okay, so first first things first is like know your worth. I feel like a lot of those things that happen like with, you know, the polarity or like the opposing ways of thinking, ways of living when it comes to like your family is like, you know, your family doesn't agree with the decision that you've made. Your family doesn't like the person you're dating. Your family doesn't like where you're living or what you're doing with your life, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, your family is your family. That is the way that it is. But you are also your own person. And the opinions of your family, even though they are your family, like I'll be the first to say like a lot of the decisions I make, I'm like, but what will my mom think? Because like, I really, I do love her. But the reality of the situation is like, as an adult, you make your own decisions and like your, the opinions of your family really, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think that you should let those define you because it can be detrimental to your mental health, having your, your, the opinions of your family weighing heavily on things that you want to do in your life that might actually like really be things that would make your life better and make you feel good. You know, that's just my opinion on that. And again, you know, your family better than I do. If you can stick up for yourself and what, and like what the reason I'm like kind of saying this in the way that I'm saying it is like, sadly, there are families out there that probably get violent and, you know, it's not actually a safe environment for you to stick up for yourself in. And like, I think that not sticking up for yourself for the sake of your own safety is a better plan because, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a family that loves everything that I do, but not everybody is so lucky. And sometimes your home life can be a really, you know, not a good place. And so read the room a little bit, know, know what's best for you. But I feel like, it is really important to be an ally to things that you believe in, stick up for yourself. And I feel like there is a way to do that. If, for example, your family isn't really happy with the person that you're dating or like your your lifestyle choices in terms of who you're dating, maybe there's a backhanded comment about how whoever you're dating is whoever they are. There's, I feel like there could also be a way where you're like, I really appreciate your concern for my well-being in terms of my relationship but I'm actually really happy I'm this person is really great and I would really appreciate it if you would either keep your comments to yourself or you know maybe try to get to know this person a little bit better it's so much better to at least start out trying to have a conversation have a difficult conversation in a way that is amicable and kind of mature if you will. And like, you know, there's always room for like, go fuck yourself. I'm done with this. But like, I feel like trying to start out and again, you know, your family better than we do, but like starting out being like, my mom clearly just loves me and wants what's best for me. And like, there is a a facet of my life or of my relationship that like, obviously she doesn't understand. And so I'm going to try to like make her understand it in a way where she like respects my decision. But again, like, you your worth is more important than anything so yeah and even if you have to come at it from the place instead of like having to 
empathize with the person who is sometimes like attacking how you're living your life I feel like just making it like it's going to be easier for me if instead of like saying fuck you and then like getting kicked out of the house or whatever I can say like thank you for your concern you know and then like make sure you have like your friend or your partner or someone who afterward you can go to and be like oh my fucking god like I cannot believe this bitch because saying it to their face it would feel cathartic in the moment for sure but also would probably screw you over for the rest of the time you're with your family yeah and I even I had a moment yesterday with my dad where we were talking about we're talking about money and and finance and stuff like that and he was like because money is the most important thing you know and I was like And he looked at me and he was like, we're not going to talk about this. And I was like, that's a good idea. (laughs) And we just dropped it because I know my dad well enough to know that he's not going to agree with me and that, but he's not a bad person. You know, he just comes from a different way of thinking. There's probably nuances to that, to, to what he said, like, you know, not taking so much of it as at face value, because the reality of this entire situation is that like family events are really taxing emotionally like it's just all these freaking people like when you were saying that about your dad I like remembered a moment with my mom recently when she was visiting New York she I feel like there are certain situations where like I because of like my privilege and my family's privilege especially regarding like our whiteness and I don't know the fact that we're not Like, we have a home, we, like, have food, never wanted for these basic necessities. And because I'm safe to do things and say things to my family without, like, the fear of harm physically. Like, I can't just, like, let my mom say shit about, like, people experiencing homelessness or, like, racist shit. Like, I'm always gonna call my family out on because of the situation that I'm in where, like, I can do that. Even if it's not going to, like change their viewpoint like I'm not going to like just sit by and like watch but anyway in this instance that happened with my mom we were like at a bookstore in New York and there were pronoun buttons and I mean that's obviously something that like generation generationally like my mom doesn't understand and she was like should I get this for dad and it was they them she was like dad and I think pronouns are so funny we love pronouns and I was like oh yeah like you probably think it's funny, but, you know, like, I have a lot of gender nonconforming people in my life, and these buttons are a way to make them feel, like, secure, seen, and heard in their gender. Because, like, what, what the fuck is she going to say to that? You know, right. like, she was just like, well, Dad and I think they're funny. But it's, like, bringing it back to, like, personally me and being like, this is why I understand and you don't is because, like, I have these people in my life. I don't think that I, like, changed her understanding of, like, the nuances of gender, but I hope that if she meets someone who introduces themselves and uses they, them, she's not gonna, like, laugh panic or say yeah. something to them, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a really good way of of dealing with it as well as like relating it back to like, you know, if this person cares about you, like Mm -hmm. relating it to you a little bit more might make them think about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me real quick, just also say I am biased, but I think that the best thing to do (laughs) before you go to any like family event that you're stressed about is to listen to the she's all fat mini sewed about Thanksgiving. It comes obviously from the perspective of like fat positivity because Thanksgiving and a lot of holidays are like centered around eating yes that's very true and like for fat people for any people and for people who like have a history of disordered eating that can be like trigger central especially with like family comments blah 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 but you can really take those scenarios that Sophie and April are talking about and apply them to like a lot of situations you'd be in and a lot of like different identities like I've definitely used a lot of what they suggest to like feel comfortable in my queerness or in my family who's not okay with it and then also I think that they talk about this and she's all fat but also a podcast I love called Just Break Up they always talk about being like happy and dumb which is 
a way to deal with situations where like maybe you don't have the energy to be like actually queer people are humans too um (laughs) where you just like pretend you don't understand what the person's really saying it's kind of what you were saying earlier about if someone doesn't like your partner you're like oh thank you so much for like asking about my partner we're really happy together like we're going to this today like it's a way to just like let things roll off of you or like that's I think can certainly be applied to like weight gain or weight loss because it is morally neutral if you get a congratulations on like looking thin you can be like oh that's not something that I feel any you know that like that's not a compliment or like oh like this is my body and I'm living in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, thank you for, thank you so much for the compliment. Like, I really love my body no matter what way it looks or, you know, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I feel like that is a, I feel like we covered that. I feel like we, we covered all the bases on that for the most part. If all else fails, just shove whatever great food that you love on Thanksgiving right into your face hole and have a good time because you deserve it regardless of who's around you. Yeah. Put in some uh, hidden headphones and like oh, listen yeah. to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen to this this podcast of us yeah. telling, or or she's all fats episode of Thanksgiving. Lynn, I'm so glad that we got to do this together. Me the, too. Thank you so the much. The annual male episode. I'm so excited that I just can never stop being excited about the team that we have because it's so great. Yeah, I love it a lot. Yeah, team. Who knows? Team. Who knows? Am I alone? No, I don't think so. I cannot express ever, no matter how hard I try, how much I love Lynn, even though we have not actually ever met in person. Like, she is somebody that I cherish, and I'm so glad that I get to do this show with her. Thank you all so much for listening to it, and keep asking us questions. We always, we always are up for answering questions. We can even answer them on our regular episodes you know, and all that, all that talking I do before the interviews, that could be me answering one of your questions. So, you know, ask away We're you send them on the Instagram, you send them an email, however you want to get them to us, we will answer them and we would love to have them. We're going to be going on a little holiday break here. We'll be back for full interview episodes again, starting in January, January 6th to be exact. And man, am I excited about what we have in store for you. It's, it's always good. It's my favorite thing this show (laughs) and keep an eye out on our feed because maybe maybe there'll be a little something while we're on holiday break i have some ideas brewing and i just you know i can't stay away from you guys for too long so you know still keep an eye out and you can always catch some fun stuff over on the instagram and even on the patreon we would love for you to join us on the patreon there's a lot of fun stuff going on over there too who knows who's out there but we love you And thanks for listening to the annual mail episode. Until I die. Until I die. One time my dog ate one of my tampons. She never threw it up. She never pooped it out. Where is it? We don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Did she use like the applicator and everything too? Nope. It was a used tampon. Oh, <laughs> oh my God.